Hello. Hello. Why is the microphone closer to you than me? I'm putting in more effort. Oh. Um, alrighty. So we're back after another week off. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a week off. I think it's just... Well, it was not a week off. You're correct. Yeah. It was just a week like, of we non-recording are, Here's another podcast. Period. End of sentence. And... Yes, last week was a big week because yeah. you were in the final push for your seminar, your first BTE seminar, which you hosted this weekend. Yeah. And while I wasn't there for the first half, I was able to watch, one, watch it on video because you recorded it, mm-hmm. had it filmed. Yeah. Two, I was there for the lead up, listening and learning as you went kind of in preparation. Mm-hmm. Three, I was there for the second half, and of course, I'm your wife, but it was really valuable. I got a lot of value out of it. Thank you. That's so good. What did was, you get out of it? Um, well, I guess what I found surprising is having heard you talk about all this stuff for the past, I mean, really the past year, there's been a lot of like starting to put the pieces together. Yeah. And as I described it last night, it was sort of like you were discovering all these little puzzle pieces, but not really sure kind of where they belonged and then the seminar was like you finally put them into the right places and they created like this really awesome picture and it was like oh that's what I was building so I took out of it a couple of things I've heard you talk about the process before the between it's like the between the ears process process. Yeah, yeah like that tool yeah but what's amazing about all this stuff is when you hear it and what place you're in and how you apply it is different every time. Yeah. So listening to that again was like, okay, wow, there's, there was a lot of value I took out of that. Also, I think there was more value for me in understanding like how the brain works, some of the hardware stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not... Not to say like, oh, I'm off the hook. It's just how the body works, you know, but just knowing that there's like a reason for it. Not just I'm a mentally weak person, you know. Right. Uh, And yeah, last night watching the lectures, I thought the really cool, one of the things you did very well, which has come up in the past quite a bit, was like defining, well, one, defining mindset. Yeah. Because it was funny. You're like, does anybody have a definition? And. Sure, people had ideas, but like nobody really, just like when CrossFit talks about what is fitness, what Mm -hmm. is the definition? So you did a great job with, you know, defining, having, taking a stab at defining some terms. Yeah. And then mental toughness, I hadn't really actually heard you define that. Oh. And when you put the pieces together on that, it was like, wow, that's a really great definition for it. Which basically included, obviously, your definition of mindset, mm-hmm. but being able to apply that when there's adversity. And we talk about that a lot. Like, hey, it's easy to it's easy to practice all the good shit when things are fine. Yeah, of course. Mental toughness is like whatever that mindset is for you, like doing it when there is adversity. And I thought that was yeah. awesome. So I think there's probably the... Re- revisiting the seminar is a tough one because it's kind of like if you want to get all that value, go to a seminar. We're not going to tell everybody. You know what I mean? Like you need to attend. It's kind of like well, it's kind of think... like telling someone like 
yeah, like <clears throat> this is what you do at the level one or this is what you do at a event or between the ears. Event. It's kind of like you need to go there. Yeah. But it also is worth mentioning like how there was just so much, there were so many tools and so much to be learned. I think many people probably aren't sure what the seminar entails. Some people thought it was going to be eight hours of working out. Mm. I hope The not. real value is not really no. in the movement. I mean, sure, that's, a, that's an application of it. Yeah. But it was such an awesome day of like people walking away with like, and myself included, like this, this, I don't want to say manual because there was it's no not, manual. there's no manual for this stuff, but some real tools and like, okay, some more structured I can, guidance yeah. without it being dogmatic, yeah. I thought, because, yeah. you know, and I do, so in the way I viewed the seminar is we talked about what between the ears is, which I didn't really know actually what between the ears is until about a week ago. Well. You didn't know the. If someone were to say, "Hey, what's between the ears? What does it do?" Mm-hmm. I would always be like, "Ah, I don't know. Right. Meet me at wherever. It, yeah, in the it changes. Night, I'll show it, you. People are impacted, but I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, but some of it, you know, and some of some of it's the elevator pitch stuff. Some yeah. of it's the this. And I always said, it, and I like, I throw up in my mouth every time somebody That's says such a horrible thing to say. What it turns your stomach be better. No. You need okay. to have the visual. Okay, thank you. I'm like really turned off. Personally, I'm really mm-hmm. turned off by the what's your elevator pitch thing. Mm-hmm. And I understand its utility. I also see it all the time. Uh, well, that's what everything's boiled down to now on Instagram. It's a quick pitch. Yeah, and I guess I was very... I still am sort of like anti... Just saying it is this. Mm -hmm. But again, to go back to the essence over form, there does need to be some sort of essence of it in a way that's understandable, digestible. Like, oh, okay. Because the other thing is, is like, if I say that and it's like, wow, yeah, that's what I'm interested in. That makes sense to me. I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Or if I say or don't say something and someone's like, oh, cool. And it's really not for them. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody that just wants to like prove themselves to someone else other than themselves yeah. or do some hard shit. And like, there's value to all that stuff, but that's not the meat of what I'm sure. And the other thing doing, is so. what you came up with as a definition, it, it is a good way to kind of allude to like what it entails, but really the lecture, which was an hour long. Yeah. It was, you know, like the, the real, like it's, it takes more than, I mean, and I, it's just as an easy example, but like work capacity across broad time and modal domains, you know, most people at the seminar, when someone says that, then you spend the, what is fitness lecture is a 45 minute lecture. Right. It's not just like, well, that's the, that's the definition guys. Now yeah. we got no, it. You so, gotta go into it. Sure. That's, but anyway, so I thought it was yeah. really awesome. I thought it was like one of the most valuable for me, like experiences to date I've had with Between the Ears. And of course, on the other side, it was really awesome to see, as I said, like like you've been reading books for years, of course. But some of these things, like what you read two years ago and you got like this one little puzzle piece. 
been mm-hmm. like collecting these. It's it's like doing a massive jigsaw puzzle for two years or four years. Like wow. who the frick has the patience I mean, for that? It almost makes me concerned that you're a little bit of a psychopath. <laughs> like a little bit. Let like, me just wait a second. So yeah, like I mean, there's something a little. But there's some of this stuff. Some but it's not. I would actually it. say like there's some stuff that it's been. 15 years ago yeah. like I learned 15 years ago a lesson I had no idea I learned right. and now I'm like oh shit that's like one of the pieces yeah that's one of the pieces so, so that's that's pretty cool so if you want to go see the the picture yeah the puzzle created I so, think it'll be exciting but I think high level went over what is between the ears within that is how there's some hardware software how we experience mm-hmm. life some ways in which we can view ourselves, obviously, how we navigate. Then, what is mindset? What is mindset? Mm-hmm. Did a deep dive into that, which really was cool because it was built on understanding some of the hardware that you talk about. Yeah, so everything years. was layered yeah. on top. And then we did a workout. We went to lunch, came back, debriefed. Um, then went you into the, about process, the process, the two years process, yeah. as like a okay, I can implement this. Yeah, which also, I mean, you've talked about that before, but I do think the value of everything you did in the morning helps the, helped Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the other thing is the environment, the learning environment yeah. of the seminar is 100% critical. And I would say essential to um, just, just setting yourself up for success yeah. for that. So, yeah. you know, that's why I'm not going to put it online. Right. Someone actually right. asked me if I was going to make it like an online yeah, spyable no. thing. And like there, I could probably make more money doing that, but I just feel like it would fall flat Well, the, and the not other thing serve is, the way I want to serve. So, yeah. you know, if you want to host a seminar, let yeah. me know. I'll come out. I mean, and, that's really enough phase and so, two is working on getting out there. And, yeah. So wherever people, if you're listening and you're like, oh yeah, I like what I'm, I like what you're doing. Yeah. You know, we it's can a small sk- person seminar too. Yeah, there's no, it's not it's a big, intimate. it's no more than 12 people. The other thing about not being in person, one of the things that did happen, which is partly why I think you didn't record the second half of the day, there was very much some real-time coaching of people, uh-huh. the people there. For sure. I didn't want to so, get that on camera. Right. But that that's not going to get captured in an online thing. So No, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so sure, that was good. I was really happy uh, about that. I yeah. actually really was. Um, I feel relieved. I feel light. I feel inspired. I'm inspired. Um, yeah. It's really impressive. I also feel tired and sort of like de- hazy you, because so of today's for workout. That, yes. Well, but also like. I was exhausted. You were exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. everybody knows that Bill likes to read books. That's you do right. not like to watch TV. No. The yeah. fact that you entertained kind of binge watching. Entertained. I didn't entertain it. I laid on my ass okay but i mean that's up on my thing. neck as nate would say you did it and i was like this is amazing i've got you for four episodes i think we watched four episodes of a show which is unheard of so you took advantage of my weakness i did but that's how tired you were it was yeah. like you would like kind of monday come to and then i was a yeah. monday because well, sunday you worked out on off. sunday yeah anyway so anyway. we say that to say yes there were you know next step is expanding the reach of that yeah. seminar and part of it too and just to because i don't know like it was there was information about 
obviously between the ears, why it works, how it works, opening up space for real time, like, okay, that's all well and good, but like real time in-person coaching, um, all the inputs that go into it to give you, to arm and equip you with tools and strategies and tactics and actionable shit. Because the whole premise of it is always, what are you going to do about this stuff? And books don't, books don't, books are great, but they lack action. Podcast, this podcast is great, but it's, it's, it's one way. It's an input. So the seminar. Well, even your events, as you've said, one of the challenges is they, they did have a tremendous impact, but it's fleeting. It's not so much learning a tool. You might have a, you might have a realization, but that absent of how to carry forward now what to do with it as you said is actions are really so yeah yeah but today one of the things we're we're not talking more about the seminar necessarily but you know one of the concepts i think that for sure came up and something that i thought was a powerful point you made was talking about choice and that was as related to um a couple of things but i think that concept of agency, which we've talked about on this podcast, but we can, we've had some questions, people asking about that as it relates to workouts, we program fitness, obviously what we've been doing at the gym, our own life. So I think agency and having a choice, that's a really powerful topic. So that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. And agency is one of those things that it's sort of romantic, I think, in that like, oh, I have a choice and that's great. But like the flip side of that is it's also, it can be, um, it can be overwhelming for people when they have so many choices. Right. And it can also be a little bit of a mirror in terms of you have the choice of looking at something in your life and you're choosing not to. And when Mm -hmm. you see that, like when you see that you're not, paying attention to what you know within yourself Mm -hmm. you need to sometimes you don't like what that looks like back Mm -hmm. um so you know agency and choice is a huge topic is a huge element of experiencing and extracting essence from whatever you're involved in um and sometimes you feel like there's too many choices mm-hmm. and then other times you feel like you have no choice and both of those you could you can understand and you can connect to if you just think for a second when was the last time i was in a situation where i had what seemed to be unlimited choices and somehow couldn't select one and you've been there 100 percent. i've been there yeah yeah and then okay so you're like all right yep i got that yeah i know what that feels like you can put yourself back in that what about when you're in a situation where you feel like you have absolutely no choice? Which, yeah, you've also been there. Also been there. And that feels very, very different. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of that same, like, let's look at that. And we have to look at, like, okay, yeah, we some of the stuff that leads up to that, for mm-hmm. sure. But also, you know, what's going on within those types of things? Like, do you really not have a choice? Right. Or do you really have unlimited choices? Because, and and so then if you do, then well, what? Like just if you have unlimited choices, then frankly the consequences probably aren't all that. But if you have unlimited, that now 
begs the next or leads to the next thing, which is like the unlimited choices, as you say, leads to like paralysis by analysis and probably that you're you're way over on like the rational side and you're just not able to connect to like maybe like what what what's my gut so to speak saying yeah which is a whole other issue but i think you know some of the questions that have come up to start with the low-hanging fruit is like in fitness yeah for sure so a couple of people ask like hey how do you program the workouts what do you decide how do you decide what to do that day and you know while we've talked about it before um you know here and there i think regardless of i think one of the pitfalls that we've established is the perception that you don't have a choice in what you're doing you come to the gym Mm -hmm. and that could be any fitness form it could be in a yoga class i mean i've been in yoga classes where it's like well this is what the person is telling me to do it's now it's a do go through a vinyasa and there's this feeling of like well i don't have a choice that's what i'm being told to do which is like, nobody's going to come over and be you if you don't do the vinyasa. Mm-hmm. Same thing with CrossFit. You come in today, it says eight rounds, this much on the bike, this many burpees, rest two minutes, you will complete it. But is that really, like, do, like kind of to your point, do you have a choice or do you not have a choice? And I think that then is the next question. Like, well, what is the culture of your gym? What is your expectation of it? And how much do you want to have a choice? Because we know we've provided people choices and they don't always want a choice. And what's that about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think when it comes to fitness, I just always kind of go back to and like, what is the point? Mm -hmm. And that's not from a nihilistic perspective, but like, what is the point of this workout? And there's some workouts that, I'll just take CrossFit, for example. What the fuck is the point of some of these workouts? Other than, like, because don't tell me it's about athletic performance and endeavors. Like, I I struggle to find the point. Like, what's an example? Okay, what's an example? Snatch handstand push-up. Tell me what the point of that workout would be. Let's go... Let's go 12 minute AMRAP, three, six, nine, three snatches, six handstand pushups, nine air squats. What's the point of that workout? What would the point of that workout be? That's like probably a classic workout. Okay. Well, I mean, I would say like, okay, the snatch, there's, you know, there is some coordination there. There's some higher skill. There's explosiveness. You're moving a load from a fairly long distance so okay. that's going to elicit some intensity then you move to a handstand push-up where there's like okay now you're giving the lower body a break and you're doing some upper body pressing in addition you're, to this in addition to the snatch so okay. maybe there is some element of shoulder stamina there you're pre-fatiguing your shoulders and now you have to do why let's maybe work on shoulder stamina like hey if you if you get off the snatch and you can't do one handstand push-up well maybe your shoulder stamina sucks so now you have to like maybe lower the weight or make a scaling to the handstand push-up and then you get sort of a break from all that doing air squats yeah i just don't see the point in that but what do you mean you don't see the point in it being like like because it's just blasting your shoulders unnecessarily or no, it's that but what about for like okay so say this for a games athlete do you think there would be a point in that of course 
Okay, so and you're that's the saying, difference. right, their intent is to prepare for the games where theoretically they need to gain every advantage on like, if, if the workout was one rep max squat snatches and then max reps handstand push-ups to win the CrossFit games uh-huh. and continue your career as an athlete, yeah. then you need to train that fatiguing of the shoulders and blasting Yeah, barbell yourself. cycling, okay. but you're upside saying down push-ups. For the average person that comes into the gym... The point of destroying your shoulders and potentially risking injury, what's the point? Right. Yeah. Likewise. Okay. Likewise. Uh, back squat. Barbell back squat. What's the point? Let's say we have a five by five mm-hmm. of barbell back squat. If you're going to tell me that the barbell is the only tool to develop athletic potential... But that's not what people are doing it for in a CrossFit gym. Well. Right. Because, and that's, and to be quite honest, our But here's gym, the deal. So just like games athlete, if the point of you doing barbell back squat is mm-hmm. to focus on powerlifting competition, you generally Maximum just want strength. to do it, perhaps, however, when you look at but, it. What, but who are you talking about? No, that's exactly the point, though. Right. So who are we talking about? Sure. But if so, we're talking about in a gym setting, which yes. is not games athletes, which is not, most people are not preparing for a powerlifting competition. So the average person that's coming to a CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. and this is one of the things I've had a problem with from the beginning, which is why, to be honest, we don't program five by five. Because true, like, okay, if you're saying that's like Wendler, yeah, that program is to be done absent of anything else. Because, and that's like for people that know, you know, know how to do a five by five to throw five by five back squats with the barbell where people really don't even understand what they're doing. And it's just surviving a movement that's not good for people. Yes, I agree. You've accomplished nothing. What would be good if you're trying to focus on strength for somebody can you feel like the contraction of your glutes doing like a hip thrust? Well, you would focus on the person. That's, that's, I guess that's what mom's saying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about the movements, don't the movement. It's just like the movements obviously matter, but they mm-hmm. don't matter. They matter to the right person. The needs of somebody, that whole like, oh, the needs of our athletes, yeah. you know, differ, not differ by right. degree, not yeah. kind. That's poetic. But what does that look like? And so if we're saying like, oh, instead of doing a barbell back squat, mm-hmm. do a sandbag. Right. Instead well, now, of- though, that's quite that that starts to put into question like. But and back to like, but I'm but then um, why can't I do a barbell back squat? What's yeah. wrong with me? Yeah. Why are you telling me to, that I'm not good enough to do a barbell back squat? Well, and I look at all these other people. They're doing barbell back squats. Yeah, they and sure that, are. And there are gyms that are will they not... though? But that's the thing, right? But but it's not. What's the point of this? But we've challenged people with that. But they do have a ch- even when people do have a choice in that. So that's the thing, though. So that's what it gets, gets back to. That's where it gets back to agency. Why are you choosing mm-hmm. to do this? And sure. like, and why would you say in our gym? Because we are a gym that give people. Options. options and we yeah. highly encourage for many people that we know this that back squat is not safe it's not effective it's not really doing jack shit for them other than potentially injuring them mm-hmm. 
we highly encourage an alternative. Now, why would someone, if we're saying, hey, this would be a safer, more effective option, this would actually get you stronger, fitter, better body, whatever all those things are, why would someone then still pick the barbell? Because they don't have agency in their experience. They haven't given it the time. They don't know why they're there. They have their, their awareness is is essentially absent of what the point of them coming to the gym is. So it's kind of like the photocopy. They're coming because, like, they're coming. They're a photocopy of they're, I know this place will help me get fitter. Mm-hmm. If I do the things that these people are doing and follow the steps, I'll get fitter. But they're not at a point where they can make their own, they can have agency in their own choices. They're like, is that what you're saying? Right. What I'm, yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is like somebody that comes in and says, hey, I want to back squat today. And we're like, all right, cool. Talk to me about why that's important. And they're like, well, I want to learn the skill. I've, I'm like not really familiar with the barbell. Mm-hmm. I heard it's good for, you know, muscle development. It's like, yeah, right on. Those are all right answers. Cool. Where, where are you at now? Have you ever back squatted before? Have you ever done anything? How are your shoulders? How are your ankles? How are all of that stuff? Mm-hmm. And it's like, great. If the back squat is then, if the barbell back squat or the snatch or, or the sandbag, like any movement really, um, if it has a certain degree of skill associated with it, mm-hmm. which the barbell is the highest skill implement, then depending on where you're at, we need to look at what it's like to get you to that point. Right. And that might be like looking at some split squats, mm-hmm. looking at your ability to lunge, looking at can you actually hinge, looking at uh, all of the things. Right. But we don't really do that. Let's be honest. Yeah. You don't do that in CrossFit. It's just not part of right. the thing. The back squat is often one of the fund fundamental movements that get taught in people when they do foundations. It's a it's a foundational movement. I mean, yeah. that's really the reality. There's mm-hmm. you know, we are putting people like my mother under a bar and, and we're reducing the load, but then that too, like but then how is that getting her fitter? Her putting a fifteen pound bar on her back. Mm-hmm. And learning the skill of a movement like that. Mm-hmm. How, you know, yeah. Is that in line? And maybe so what it are, is. But that's the thing. Maybe it is. Right. Maybe it is. What And for your mom, I would say no. Like, doesn't. Sure. Whatever. But why is somebody mm-hmm. working out? Do you view yourself as training? And not to get into the whole training versus working out thing, but mm-hmm. like... Why are you going to the gym? Yeah. What are you looking to get out of it? And for some people who are like, I'm looking to get out of it, high level physical performance. Okay, great. We can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And like, please have a reason. If someone's coming like, yeah, honestly, I just want to, I want to move. I know it's healthy for me. I'm interested in longevity. Yeah. I want to feel here's better. The problem. People generally, when they come in, if we ask them, what are you looking for? I just heard this was like a really great way to get fit. I'm looking to lose a few pounds. I want to feel mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Okay. Very few people come to us saying they want to be high level performing athletes. We have a very few amount of people that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem though is 
even the people that are saying, hey, listen, I just want to get fit, whatever, just want to move. They still are attached to, they have a very hard time with that. I think for a lot of people, agency or choice, they view it as, like, I can't trust myself to know what's right for me. So for us in the gym, how we structure things is we say, okay, um, hey, like, so let's take today as an example, today's workout. And one of the flaws in the model, as we've said, is by way of saying Monday is this workout, Tuesday is that workout, and, and we program for the week. But we also, yesterday, you know, before 9 a.m., what did we say? There were 45 people that came through the gym? In yeah, the, something the three like that. Classes. Three, yeah. Those 43 people, are we really saying that they all are coming in on a Tuesday ready to have the same experience? They're all in the same kind of place. So highly that, unlikely. Right. It's highly unlikely based on how they slept, how they're eating, where they're at, their fit, all these things. But we're saying, nope, today is this kind of workout. Yeah. So now we're saying, hey, you as an individual, mm-hmm. based on why you're here, what you need, where you're at today, you should have some choice in how you approach this workout. Yesterday was a 30-minute, every minute on the minute, one minute of step-ups, one minute of rowing, one minute of kettlebell swings. Mm-hmm. That can go so many ways. It could be a straight-through, super kind of steady-state flow. You do a light swing. You're moving the whole time, nose-breathing. Mm-hmm. You could have gone for another 30 minutes, really. It could be you work out like a maniac for 30 seconds and you rest. You could turn it into a sprint. Mm-hmm. You could turn the step-ups into like, hey, I'm going to really focus on the step-up and get some connection with the glutes there, and then I'm going to go easy. on. But what's keeping people then from making that choice Well, is one question versus just like, I don't know, just tell me what to do. The second question is not every workout in CrossFit can be you know, changed. I mean, Diane, it's very hard to make Diane a different workout. So there's like two things going on. One is people being able to say like, yes, I'm going to be, I'm going to like have agency in like what I need today. How do I even know what that is? Make a choice. And two, for what about all the other workouts that aren't as easy to like change and adapt? Yeah, so... I mean, you're right. I think again, though, it comes, it does come back and down to why are you coming into the gym? Why are you, why are you training? Why are you exercising? Diane to slam a barbell against the ground to do a deadlift, forty-five deadlifts, forty-five handstand push-ups in less than three minutes. Like, what is the purpose of that workout? Now, if it's a test, great. But like when we then look at how were those deadlifts performed? People that are doing it in less than three minutes, that weight is super, super light. And they're just slam. They're just bending forward. Right. I'm sorry for for a games athlete. Yeah, you need to be able to do that for a normal person who doesn't come in, even for some of these fitness or for some of these weekend competitors it's like mm-hmm. that's fine if you're willing to say that your weekend is going to be dedicated to competing at local competitions and whatever then right on what why and then look at that so sure. what's well and you might also have to recognize that 
that longevity piece might not actually be in your future. Yes. Because there's a price to pay. And so where I'm interested in looking at with agency, though, and I think that the fitness stuff is it can get a little bit. There's a million schools of thought. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like fast deadlifts. Like by that, I mean high rep deadlifts. Mm -hmm. I like the I like a fast, aggressive pull and a deadlift there. Right, and explore, yeah, it's... But I like it all to sort of be controlled back to the ground, so like reset, one rep, and go. one minute of do... max reps deadlifts is where you're just bending over and picking the bar up. Yeah. It's really not, there's not a place. For me, yeah. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. And it's like, I also, I also, um, it's the same way. I'm also not interested in the whole highlight reel peacocking kind of look at me stuff. So that's going to be some of that. And so there are feats of athleticism that are expressed Mm -hmm. via competition Mm -hmm. that are great that you can do that with if that's what you want to be i think the thing is is that there are so few people who there are so few people who are willing to look at themselves and say i am not that person i am not a person. I am not Matt Fraser. I am not Rich Froning. I am not Tia. I am not this person. And that's obvious because, mm-hmm. like, there's a re- like, you know. But then there's also that of like, okay, bifurcating where you can still be influenced by them. What are you influenced by yeah. with a games athlete? Because their commitment, their dedication, their there's a lot of there's a yeah, lot of positive lot of traits there, and we yeah. know. So almost like all of them, and they're yeah. gr- they're good people. Like we right. like them, they're friends. But like, what are you really influenced by by them? Why are you? Why is it? Why is Matt Fraser, Rich Froning? Why are they so inspiring? Mm-hmm. Right, extracting. That. And if it's the fact that they can do two twenty five cl- grace in three minutes, we're missing yeah. the point here. And then how can then how can that inspiration influence you? And it's like, well. They're really dedicated. They work really hard. They focus on mm-hmm. it. Great. Now apply that to the stuff that you need. Sure. And if what you need is to learn how to actually do an air squat or how to actually do a press or to yeah. actually use something, then let's do that. But like mimicking, and that's where it gets back to photocopying the photocopying. Mimicking what someone else is doing is a, is, is a voluntary um, relinquishing of your own agency. Right. And we'll, when back to the, the, the example of the deadlifts, in a class setting, being able to say, you know, hey, for me, like this, I know this isn't good for me. I know that it's not good for my back. I'm, I can't do that. And very few people, people have a very hard time with that choice. Yeah. And the, in, the influence. And so then you add and of course, in our gym, like we really don't, I hope one of the things we pride ourselves on is not adding any of that pressure by coaches, but there are gyms where people, the coaches actually try to bully people into, Hey, our exist, go harder. So we're kind of the exception in that. And there's enough pressure from the other people from inside that person's head. That certainly that's one of the roles of the coach to kind of help have that person empower them to make their own choice and things. Um, but so to, to get back to the workout question, you know, simple things like, hey, I know my shoulder, like, has been a problem for me. So today, like, my choice should probably not be butterfly pull-ups. Or maybe it just should be strict pull-ups or ring rows. 
same thing with like, hey, I know my back, like that's an issue. So having some agency and, and choice in those things, how you approach the workout. Right. And uh, yeah. And then the other things that definitely get a little bit more challenging is, you know, connecting with like your brain and how you actually feel to say like, yeah, like we all, it, figuring out like maybe I just don't have it today to like really go there. Um and just kind of making those choices as well. Now that's a little bit harder to navigate. And especially if all you've known is just going there, going there, go hard, go hard, go hard every single day. Right. And that's what I think that we have to look at. Be mm-hmm. like, why? And not in a like, why am I doing this? Kind of annoying kid, little kid way. But like, hey, why? One, why are you exercising? Mm-hmm. Why are you training? Why are you thinking that? Well, and if it's like, well, because someone said, okay, who said? Is there a different way? People think people, the, the current state of fitness is more intensity is better. A 14 minute AMRAP and a 20 minute AMRAP Mm -hmm. are pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now, look, I get it. You can go harder in a 14 minute thing, 20 minutes. You got to pace a little bit more. But if you just stop, if you just like stop doing math for a second Mm -hmm. and say, well, 20 is greater than 14, your system, your body is pretty much, especially with the, all the movements where you're not actually continually working for that long. Mm-hmm. You're taking rest, you're taking breaks, depending upon the skill, there's this, there's that. It's the same thing. So what I think that's frustrating is like when we don't look at the why and the purpose of the workout or the training or the programming from a general population sort of like yep you want to feel good you want to move well you want to exercise like you want to have this like a good mental physical emotional kind of a thing here just saying like oh i did a 14 minute then a 20 minute you did the same Mm -hmm. thing you did the same thing and and so that's where like the the variance comes in too within crossfit and it's like right so you did the same thing there today is going to be, you have five minutes at most. Your workout is going to be five minutes at most. Now, sure, you're going to warm up, you're going to do whatever, but it's going to be five minutes, you know? And then another day, it's going to be like a 45, mm-hmm. you're going to barely warm up because it's 45 minutes, right. so you can only go there. And so, like, looking at that stuff, but because the because of the constant variance, mm-hmm. I think people buy into thinking, I'm doing something differently. Right, and just because the not, movements are changing and there's like a seven instead of an eight after the one in terms of how long you're going for, that doesn't necessarily No, your body, your anything. system, how you work, how you operate, and yeah. you know, ask someone, hey, what's the purpose of this workout? Mm-hmm. And if you're at a normal CrossFit gym, you're going to get an answer mm-hmm. that is steeped in surface level explanation. Sure. Not in actual like well, this and it's is also the workout. In the assumption that it's for a games athlete, just well, like I answered your question with the snatch, that is that is rooted in like for a competitive purpose and an athletic like I'm training for something. But I think for people as a takeaway, having in the course of a week, being able to choose and say like, okay, a, a general variety looks something like yeah, like today. Today was a in high intensity day. There were intervals of like bikes and burpee, no skill, just mm-hmm. all out. Obviously, there were rounds, so 
that kind of depends on the person. Like someone could choose to just destroy themselves in three rounds and then be done. And arguably like, yes, that would be more intense than if that person paced a little bit and did eight rounds. So clearly there's a choice there. But generally speaking, having a choice for like, yes, today I'm going to go really hard, crazy. One day I'm just going to kind of be middle of the road. One day I'm going to take it easy. Like being able to navigate through what you need, not just like fitting into the hole that's been created and that's all you got for that day. So when we program as per one of the questions is like, I do the programming. It is highly influenced by many things. Everything we've learned from StrongFit, everything you've been doing. CrossFit. CrossFit. It's a myriad of like things that go into one Yes, having some variance of what's like what what to your point like is it a forty minute workout is it a five minute workout having very different energy systems not just fourteen minute AMRAP twenty minute AMRAP it does look a lot like aligning on the really intense days those being aligned with low skill mm-hmm. because we know the lower the skill the higher the intensity can go it does look like programming at least a handful of workouts that could go one of two ways could kind of go in a sprint way could kind of go in a steady state so that there is an opportunity for people to come in and have a little choice and then there's days where it's really focused on like generally speaking muscular contraction like that's good for everybody like you can kind of be in different places on that day and have still connect to muscles and it's not the same as like the difference of like going really easy or going like balls to the wall. So that's kind of how we program. It's not as simple as like down the checklist of like, well, we did snatches. I mean, that is at one point how we did like just do all the movements. We've evolved past that. Like it's beyond just like making sure. Now we do look over the course of a couple weeks to make sure we are getting different movements in there. Yeah it would be remiss to just only program nobody because people are coming in to get fit and also enjoy what they're doing. It might be effective to have a month of like, Hey, we're really focusing on burpees and box jumps. Yeah. People would be after a week, be like, Oh my God, I don't want to do any more burpees. Because that's the thing too though, but that's the thing. They're not training. Right. They're not training. We want to have fun and exercise. So, so that's kind of how we program. Generally I do the programming. You take a look at it and, then we get in a fight and then and then it's uh, better (laughs) you've gotten better at just yeah the taking a look sometimes i did the programming for a long time well you did it then i did it then you did it but now you do it because i'm yeah because you're not as involved so i do feel like it's always helpful with anything to have somebody take a glance at it yeah for sure you know there's times where it's like how did i miss that i programmed yeah two days back the challenge with the the challenge is always that you're guessing sure at the end of the day it's a guess and so when we put the programming up Mm -hmm. we program for seven days yep we look at that week but we have no idea when you're coming we have no idea how you're coming so the program and that's why we always say like look we write it up on the whiteboard Mm -hmm. which gets erased at the end of the night in fact i can change the workout i have the we have the power of god yeah. an expo it's a dry erase marker it it can change so like it is just a starting point for a conversation but that's so hard that, for people to get 
but I understand like, that. But hey. I'm just saying, but that's the thing. But you know what? Then what else are you choosing not to have right. agency with in your life? And I, oh, okay, whatever. Don't go all, you know, philosophical it's on me. just so organized. But okay, thousands of athletes we've seen, hundreds of people we work with, and more so now on an individual level. Like, don't tell me that, like, we've worked with a lot of people and see. And, it's, and if you start to just kind of be like, hey, check it out. If you're having a hard time coming up with like what you need today, does that happen anywhere else in life? Well, but here's the thing. People want to play both sides. The The old thing used to be who you are in CrossFit is who you are in life. So then if we're saying like, okay, yeah, that's an indicator. So you're not having a choice and you're just being told what to do. It's like, oh, yeah, well, well, not that. It's like, well, yes, that too. Like how many other things? I think it comes down to the compartmentalization of it. So like if you just compartmentalize your workout and it's just like, oh, that's just like what I do with my body over here. And like, yeah, just tell me what to do. It's like, okay, same thing with food. Just tell me like, just tell me what to eat. Just tell me how much to eat. Like after many, many years, what I can certainly say is that does not work. Okay. So, but you know, that that's part of it. People just tell me what to do at work. At some point, I think that will fail people. It might, you might be able to ride it out for a while. Yeah. But at some point, it is going to seep into like feeling like you're just being told what to do all the time. Like, well, if you're always being told what to do also and what drives me nuts. So, and there's a real world story. So I'm not going to use any names. There was a friendly fire incident, uh, which means one of our own killed our own. Mm-hmm. And... Took, took fire from a ridgetop. It's not like in the movies. Mm-hmm. So you have no idea where anything is coming yeah. from. Young kid on a gun, machine gun. A squad leader comes over, team leader comes over, who's like the basically the, the judge and jury and in regular life, back in base and everything. Like, yeah, this dude is going to crush your life. So you do what is told. Yeah. Uh, tells the guy, look, you know, send rounds up there all right right on just send rounds up there now here's the deal it is not a good idea to engage a target that you don't know what the target is Mm -hmm. well what's the kid gonna do he's gonna do what he's told Mm -hmm. and it wound up being a friendly and it's it like and that happens so often that happens more than we want to admit and so the point is if and that's obviously an extreme example where hopefully thankfully nobody really has to confront that but like just doing what you are told you're going to miss out on possibly the most important reason for the action that you're going to do in the first place Mm -hmm. and so that's what we mean with agency and if that is so hard all right that's okay practice it in an environment like the gym how great of place what a beautiful thing it's okay if you suck at something if you expect to be great at something when you've never done it we have to talk about our expectations the fact that you can identify i'm kind of uncomfortable with this i don't know i feel a little bit lost good now we're learning Mm -hmm. something because otherwise right it's just you're just doing what you're told and then you're subject to What's this person's deal but telling kind me? kind of your point in the beginning about like the awareness of part one is having the awareness like, wow, I am choosing not to look at something because then it's like, hmm, okay, step one. I want to I wanna figure this thing out. Like, tell me how to figure out like what I need today. 
okay, so we're going to look at like, how do you feel? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people have no idea how they feel, meaning emotionally, physically, what are the physical sensations? You know, you asked people at the seminar to identify like, how do you physically feel? And it was really interesting to see that people really struggle to just say currently, like currently I feel like my stomach is a little, I'm not sure if I'm hungry. There's a little bit like discomfort there. I don't know what it is. Like they're saying like, I feel good. I feel like I worked out yesterday. Like not like I feel itchy. My face is itchy. Mm -hmm. And that takes practice. And and then emotionally, like I feel, or I feel tired. So, but then a lot of people get uncomfortable with that. And now they're making a choice to just like, I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. I think we talk, we've talked about kids and people have asked about, you know, that's come up or parenting or, you know, we're in a town where there's been in the past year in the surrounding towns, I mean, 10 suicides, yeah. kids that are in the 15 to 17 age range. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, I really value in like your parenting with the kids is the agency piece. Okay, great. Like just regurgitating what you're learning in school or why are we telling you to put your shoes away or why are we talking about this is like really important. Not just, just do what we're saying. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's like, this leads to that, but I think the more agency and the more understanding and and the, why for kids not just just memorize and regurgitate and you know that's that's valuable for everybody and you can start that you know if someone asks about food step one with like the kids and food is like and it's not an immediate thing like you tell your kids this is healthy for you this is not healthy and they're like okay got it like I won't want to eat ice cream anymore but it's a process to involve and have them make choices and the why and but it is way easier to just have it be like just because I said so. Yeah, I would rather have someone, myself included, temporarily suck at something, and that temporary nature could be years mm-hmm. that I am choosing to do because it matters to me, and I can identify something within it that's like important in my life. Yeah, I would rather suck at that than be really good at something I have no idea, really no idea about. Sure. Well, you're describing like not to, but I I do think we have a lot of people in that space of how we view coaches, how we view CrossFit, how we view food. I mean, I wasn't Tia Claire Toomey. I was good though. Good. Generally speaking at CrossFit Mm -hmm. and not say there was all like, and I didn't even know why I was doing it, but like today I'm still sucking at making choices for myself. Yeah. But yeah. It does feel better than just what it felt like to realize like, shit, for 10 years, I just did what was on the paper or did whatever, because I don't know, just do it. And so I'm practicing that. But the days that you're like, but that's where two people, a really good coach and isn't, you know, I think sometimes people are like, well, if you're not telling me what to do, then maybe you don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. It's like, no, no, no. The people that are telling you precisely what to do. All they're telling you is their projection of them. It's hard to be a client where you have to do the work, but Mm -hmm. it's you who wants to get where you're going. How the hell am I going to tell you how you feel today? 
But it's yeah. much easier for your trainer to say, do three sets of 12. Da, 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 da. I mean, sure, structure is good, but if your trainer, your coach is telling but there's, you. But yeah, but there's also that thing. If you're like, hey, look, I don't know. I don't have decades of athletic performance and coaching. As a client. Yeah, as a client. Yeah. I don't have that. Sure. You do. Can you be my coach? Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, look, you're going to, you can't just be like, hey, man, do it, do it. Your right. heart here's desires. This, here's the guy. So there's that balance the, yeah. between like, look, there's needs to be this. And then it's always a thing too, like how, in, and, and this is someone everybody can ask themselves, how interested are you in actually learning? Right. And if you're not interested in learning, okay, but let's just have an honest conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're interested in learning, and you're in a non-learning environment where it's just pointy talky, do this, do that, follow orders. At a certain point, like that's probably going to run its course. Mm-hmm. Can you get fitter as a result of it? Yeah, of course. You can get fitter as a result of a lot of stuff, which is amazing about that when you're like, no, this is the way to get fit. It's like, right, really? Right. How about these other ways? So I think the thing with agency really is that it's not an absolute. There's not a right answer. Mm-hmm. But you have to start asking the question about like, where, what do I want to get out of this? And, you know, this goes, we, we, we talked about the gym and fitness, obviously, because that's pretty much what we're in. But good Lord, this applies to relationships so much. Yeah. And that's a scary one when you start brushing up against limiting beliefs, interpretations, um, pressures the way things always were like well you also have a choice and you have a choice too and i mean to your point about yesterday's um your post yesterday like i'm gonna be right like when you're having a shitty day and you're pissed off at everybody like okay you're gonna be right like you have a choice in that great okay i mean if you want to choose to do that then and that's sometimes really frustrating so sometimes it doesn't feel like that it's like no my body right now every ounce of me is telling me like you're just going to be fucking pissed off well the thing about that and i wasn't sure how to articulate this in a in an instagram post um you actually don't want to be right like you want the fight more than you Mm -hmm. want the to be right like that the uh sorry you want the fight more than you actually want the solution right and i've been right i mean i've been there 100 like no i just want to be entrenched and just fight i don't give a fuck about the solution Sure. I just want to fight. Right. And it's like, holy crap. What if you were just be like, yep, hey, you're right. And it's like, can you can you breathe now? Can mm-hmm. you can you holster your stuff? Can you like stop gritting your teeth and yeah. you know, unclenching your fist? Can you please just do that? You're right. And it's like looking at that and, and being like, if you're told, if you just say to yourself, Yes, you're right, or if you envision someone else saying, You you, you are right with everything you're saying. Do you are you gonna keep going on? Well, but that's like, even if it's not with yourself, you've been in, we've been in arguments before where it's like, okay, you're right. And, but you still somehow want to keep going. And it's like, but okay. Like I already said, like, you're right. I was wrong. And And it's it's like, like, why are you continuing? But But, yeah, but it's also, um, yeah, well, anyway, that's, that's a different time. Did we we answer though the questions that were relative to this? Because there was one about uh, who programs. When programming, do you program for the whole week or each individual workout, uh, both. Say, yeah, yeah. Um, when we do one-on-one programming with people, we we change it so it's not just 
yeah, on we, Monday do this, Tuesday right. do that. It's there's programmed it's into it is agency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, high level overview of the seminar. Key yeah. takeaways for you as a coach. Yeah, I kind of talked about that. How do you and Kariana decide what to program week to week? Do you take turns? I think we kind of addressed mm -hmm. that. Um, there was one other one in here. Why can't I find it? Are you still offering one-on-one -on -one coaching? Uh, yes, I am. Not that many. Uh, yeah, I am, actually. Uh, yeah, so I think that was it. good. And um, what do we have coming up? I feel like I just had this weird thing of like, we were sitting here in December talking about the seminar, February 8th, but now that's done. But um, yeah, ending my women's crew. Yeah, that's been cool. Last week, talk about having agency. They will have agency in their last workout. And then um, we do still have something kind of rather, you have something kind of big coming mm -hmm. up in the summer, but still holding off on that. Yep. Let the suspense build a bit, but um, hopefully going to have another um, between the air seminar somewhere else coming up. There's a couple that we're yeah. we have in the works, um, but that's it. Should I do another practice? I don't know. Someone asked me about someone Maybe just you reached add, out. Yeah. You had said you weren't going to do another group, but for sure, I think there's people looking for another group and yeah. you still have 2.0 to 2.0 is actually... So. further along than I thought because it's not going to be three months. Yeah, it's going to be shorter. It's going to be two months. Yeah. yeah, it'll be two months. So cool. 2.0, but that'll only be available to... People who graduated from 1.0. People who yeah. have done 1.0, yeah. So, right. yeah, that's it. Good. So I guess maybe if we give a little bit of a homework or a takeaway, let's go, obviously, like, consider... Consider how much agent, just consider agency in your life. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, we didn't really get into the control thing, but there is so much you can't control, yeah. really. Like, there really is so much you can't control. It would behoove us to control the things we can. Right. But yet we relinquish that. Right. Yeah, and it's funny. kind of silly. And so control, look at that. So look at, look at agency. And then from a workout standpoint, I challenge you to, over the course of the next week. There's going to be barking dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, get in. Over the course of the next week, ask yourself, what do I want to get out of this workout? Cool. And when you identify that, step into it and mm -hmm. own it. Don't like half-ass it. Right. Like hit it aggressively. And if it's 30 minutes on the bike listening to your favorite music, great. If it's you're going to go like a maniac, awesome. But just see what comes up there. See what comes up there, and then you can look for patterns. And you do that after you do that. If you do a month of that, you'll learn so much. Yeah. And so, I think that's a good one. Um, Apparently, our male lady was afraid of the dogs at the door, so I think she just put it on our patio. Smart, smart move. Yeah, cool. Alrighty, good. Well, Enjoy that's it. The, we'll talk uh, next time. If you guys do have questions in between now and then, uh, or you just want to share message. What came up with yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. cool. That'd be cool. Let us know. What do you got? What'd you learn? And uh, have some agency in life. All right, cool. Puppy.